Hello, uglies. Welcome back. Long time no fright. Welcome to the Dragula Titans review. <laughs> Monsters near and far from the dark hallways of the ghostly galleries have been resummoned to see who is the best of the best. Now, dim the lights, get nice comfy, and let's go ahead and talk about episode one. <laughs> Hello guys, welcome to the Dragula review series where I go over different seasons of the Boulet Brothers Dragula. This time we're covering the brand new series, um, Dragula Titans. So, um, I'm just going to give you a fair warning. You might hear me gasp or like, ah, or whatever, because I'm in the background. I'm re-watching uh, Shudder's Mortuary Tales, which, by the way, um, they need to either make that into a series or just do a second or sequel release to that, because I think it's one of the best movies that they've ever made um, or best content they've ever made next to the Creepshow series. But that's just me. Anyways, let's. Get the review started. Okay. So let's meet the monsters. Or should I say the titans. <laughs> now they're coming out of a coffin. Uh, and I gotta say for one thing. Uh, me being a fat person. I've, I've been, First of all. I've kind of delayed putting out this podcast series. Um, simply because, um, the insanity that was episodes one and two, I had to, um, wait for other podcasts to actually re release it, including the Boulay Brothers Creatures of the Night podcast to kind of get their <laughs> perspective on all this. <laughs> but anyways, uh, um, first of all, I got to hand it to some of these queens coming out of this uh, coffin, and I don't know how they would come out. I mean, there had to be like a trap door or something for me and my fat butt just, you know, just to climb out of that damn coffin. But anyways, Resurrected First. <laughs> Resurrection's a different show, by the way. Oh, well, anyways, Resurrected First is Coco Kane from season four. Big hips and big tits galore. <laughs> the baddest bitch of the season. Uh, up next, all the way from season one, and curiously our only person from season one, the incomparable, unstoppable, Melissa B. Fierce, who in Dragmorta's own words had one of the best final floor shows ever in the category of filth. If not one of the absolute best. Next up, uh, Dallas, Texas legendary monster herself, all the way from season three, Eva Destruction. Now wind the clock back a little bit, and she may be cutesy, wootsy, and just a little too adorable, as some of her competitors would say. We have Erica Clash from season two. Who, FYI, did make history during the pandemic with the um, whole Whataburger issue. I suggest you research on that. <laughs> now, let's go a little forward again. And little and a monster, little critter, little 
shady gremlin from season three, Yovska. <laughs> She's 20,000 years old and from Canada, and she comes in Canada flag first. <laughs> <laughs> kind of looking like a toilet tubby a toilet a teletubby toilet bowl yeah now for some for one of our more recent monsters to grace the screens um she had a legendary meltdown in her season um began the plethora of of jumping on sigourney beaver um and just kind of went psychotic for a whole hot minute after scoring so high in the first on the first day. Uh, that would be Miss Astrid Aurelia from season four. Also from season four, this little shady monster um, just describes herself as a drag yokai. Um, she has a lovely east. She has an east meets west aesthetic to her, um, and also just she's so imaginative with all her creations and makeup. Hoso Terra Toma, winding the clock back again. Um, we have from season two. She's a horrible little monster. She happened. She also won Drag Queen of the Year, a contest. Hosted her contest started and hosted by Miss Alaska Thunderfuck 5000. Uh, Bora, she is your sleep paralysis demon. Just just a minute. And, um, I gotta say, at this moment of Bora, <laughs> um, where, first of all, she comes in her winning look from Drag Queen of the Year. Um, anyways, but then, like, you know, that she says, like, now we just need someone super basic to come in. That'll be eliminated episode one. Which brings us to season two and resurrection alumni, Kendra Onyx. That's Onyx with two X's. I'm sorry, with three X's. So sorry. <laughs> oh, the shade before they even start. Anyways. Also... She was described as a titan several times by the Boulay brothers outside of this episode, um, outside of this season, on their podcast, several seasons. Um, they talked about trying to get her to come back and compete with other queens so many times. She's from season two and Resurrection and also the drag mother of Dahlia Black and drag daughter of Madeline Hatter, Miss Victoria Elizabeth Black. Now, when Victoria comes in, Melissa's face literally says it all. <laughs> uh, just basically, basically, everyone just kind of shit themselves at this moment. Let's just be honest. Someone like Victoria, if you are familiar with Victoria Elizabeth Black's work, you know it's just. Yeah, there's special effects. And just, oh my God, how does she do it all? I don't know, Kendra does say something about, some say something about their little beef that they, about having a beef with her. And yeah, and anyways, they just, oh God. I, I honestly, you know, I, I don't know why they, they do like the little hen pecking, sizing up a competition thing like they always do. Every time there's a competition like this, let's size each other up, you know, um, 
that's when Kendra said the line, you know, that Yasuka looked like a Teletubby toilet bowl. Um, and uh, also, like, everyone's, like, kind of jumping at Erica's ass because they say, like, oh, she hasn't involved. And because Erica comes in wearing her first look that she wore from season two, or if that was a promo look. Anyways, and it's just, like, um, they're all just being hot messes at this point. I'm just, I'm just saying. <sighs> Sorry. Let us move it on it to the, uh, let's, let's get these bitches onto the stage. <laughs> They're called to the main stage where they go over, um, uh, with the Boulay brothers and their mystical messaging video packet that they have. Uh, of course, the Boulay's looking sickening, which, by the way, I gotta say, the intro to this show, kind of hokey-pokey, just for my taste. It was black and white, kind of like Frankenstein's banner. You know, you walked into the underworld. da 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 You know. <laughs> but anyway, so they kind of carry on that same theme in their little message this time. Um, anyway, so they're called to the main stage, and they're, the prizes are explained to them. Courtesy of the Boulay brothers themselves, they will win $100,000. Doll hairs. Dolls. Hairs. Anyways, headline the Dragula World Tour and win the title of Drag's Next Super Monster. Uh, they also give the message that they, were, that they will not be exterminating anyone. But there, no, there, no, sorry, that there's no extermination challenges. Sorry, so no, you know, pitting the bottom people against each other. I know, right? But there are frightening fright feats, and the twist for this is that if that if they fail to complete the fright feat or compete the fright in the fright feat, that the that the last eliminated queen will take their place. In the competition. And their current challenge right now. That they're being presented with. I don't know why I'm doing this staccato talking. I don't know. I guess just for time's sake. Anyways. Um, anyways. Their challenge, their upcoming main challenge is that they have to do a Halloween house party. And the looks that they have to choose have to be based off of classic Halloween costumes. Such as a vampire. A witch. A mummy. Frankenstein, you know, and they have to lip sync in group choreography and group in group, you know, organized choreography. Meanwhile, their fright feat is that they're going to have to be bobbing for apples in blood, guts, all that stuff, whatever the butcher couldn't turn to meatloaf. Per Swanthula. <laughs> and the Fright Feet winner will choose the roles for everyone. So. <laughs> I gotta say, this Fright Feet was absolutely disgusting. And I am very... And I listened to the podcast and I was... I listened to the podcast and they said that it was real. But there was also like fake blood added to it just for volume sake. But the meats and bits were real. <laughs> I'm still kind of gagging over the fact that um, Abora's reaction was that uh, was that the that 
that to her, honestly, the most disgusting thing in there was the apples floating in the buckets. Um, Erica apparently had an entire pig's head. Um, Hoso had fish guts and whatnot. Eva kept talking, couldn't like get over the fact that she was staring right at a brain. You know, so they had to dunk all this. Ellen, when they got started, like, Kendra ripped her wig off, which really didn't make much sense because, you know, when she was pulling stuff out of the bucket, they just, um, she just kept throwing them and it kept landing on the wig. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyways, back in the work group. Uh, but anyways, um, in this whole thing, Melissa thought... She had gotten all the apples out, and she was asking, did I get all the apples? Did I get any apples? Did I get any apples? And Asher just, you know, did the whole bingo call. I did it. I won. I did it. I won. You know. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> they, uh, they apparently had, like, issues with that. And eventually some guy just walked in from the fourth dimension, broke the fourth wall. Well, they actually didn't even break the fourth wall and everything. Actually came in through the door on the set, on their little set piece in the boudoir and dropped a piece of paper that, you know, told them, you know, Melissa actually was the winner. So, <laughs> Melissa was giving out parts and Erica apparently got a little short with her and, um... They were wondering if, like, she was comfortable dancing. Erica said that she twirled and swirled all over New York and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it was funny. And then, of course, to talk about, um, we'll talk about the Yavska being the Teletubby toilet bowl again came up, you know, after, like, Yavska was a little shady and threw a little comment. Kendra's like, about coming in with something basic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, anyways, they were given some time to, like, you know, talk a little bit about rehearsing and whatnot, but everyone just mostly spent the time talking shit and catching up. Um, and then, of course, uh, Kendra, Melissa, and Coco are forming an alliance, and it was very obvious to everyone else. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> anyways, um, they go out. Anyways, that's the end of this little segment that the, that little part right there they go out and they come back it's a brand new day they realize nobody's worked on anything so they're also working on stuff and getting their starting work on their costumes and whatnot um anyways uh anyways uh somehow this all leads to uh showing tattoos where almost everyone has a tattoo of abora um and apparently Abora, Astrid, and Hoso are in a weird love triangle where it's Astrid still loves Abora. Um, not Abora, sorry. Start over. Astrid loves Hoso. As we all know, they had a crush thing. But apparently they can't be in a relationship, mostly because um, Hoso still lives in South Korea. And Astrid does not. <clears throat> But apparently they do cuddle sessions whenever they can. And Hosa's partner in South Korea, is, they're in an open relationship. Okay. Um, Abora is also in love with Hoso. And apparently Abora has made that very clear several times about being in love with Hoso. Um, Hoso greatly respects Abora and is a super fan. <clears throat> And is a super fan, but doesn't want to go on 
expanding the relationship. So Hoso's kind of vague, sends vague messaging, all this stuff. And apparently it's just weird. They've apparently been on dates. Um, yeah, and this apparently boggles Astrid's mind. Uh, meanwhile, this entire time, Yolfska's living. Everyone keeps talking about it, and then they're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? Anyways. Also, guys, I'm recording this like at 2 in the morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's just, you know, yeah. And they're kind of like going ahead. and um, It's just, oh, my God. Uh, it's just, oh my god, it's just like, this is gonna be a season, y'all. This is definitely going to be a season, um, and apparently, um, the writing was already on the wall when I saw that Abora was trying to become a cryptid instead of, like, you know, a, you know, just obvious, literal Halloween costume choice. <laughs> Anyways, let's take a short break and then we'll come back and finish this whole thing. We'll talk about, there'll be a little side note about what happened on floor show day. And then we'll talk about the whole judging proceedings and whatnot. Okay, guys, and we are back. Okay, first of all, correction, what's playing in the background is in the Mortuary Tales of Mortuary Stories. It's called the Mortuary Collection. It's a horror anthologies movie. Highly recommend it if you have Shutter or I think it's an AMC Plus. But anyways, this uh, excuse me, I just chugged an Olipop. Ever had one of those? Anywho, not sponsored in any way. Wish we were, but we're not. Moving on, so we're back in the boudoir. We're it's floor show day, and uh, Kendra. Starts stirring the pot with Melissa. <laughs> Apparently, um, little side story. I think the Boulets are, I believe the Boulets will be touching on shortly in this episode. Is, uh, that apparently Kendra's been having some beef with Victoria. Um. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've apparently having beef with Victoria. And Victoria was totally unaware that they were having beef. So make it that make sense because, and I believe the bully and the bullies did talk about this in their podcast episode um, that apparently um, Victoria had been reaching out to Kendra and then like Kendra hasn't been reciprocating. And then Kendra this episode said that all I wanted was an apology when she could have gotten one from Victoria a long time ago, but chose not to because apparently um, during, it was a performance challenge. Um, it was the Monsters of Rock challenge and we'll go, and eventually I'll get to that season reviewing it. We'll go over it, but it was a Monsters of Rock challenge in their season and Victoria was the leader and she apparently Kendra thought Victoria did her dirty and was trying to steer everything to where it was, I don't know, Victoria, I don't know, it's, it's giving me Mary Cherry vibes where she thinks there's this big ass conspiracy theory and then the hosts of the show who are with them, the majority, who are with them a large chunk of the time and everyone else who's with them, 
doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> um, so I don't know what that's about. Apparently they made up and hopefully they still stayed made up. <sighs> Anyways, the floor shows beginning and blaze look awesome as always. Um, Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, they they look awesome as always, but um, we have two special guest judges, um, Cassandra Peterson, aka um, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Yes, yes. But not as Elvira, just as Cassandra, because they apparently pay for Elvira. <laughs> and also, direct acclaimed director Justin Simeon, who I believe is going to be directing um, the Haunted Mansion. I think they were remaking that one, but it's going to be directing the Haunted Mansion, or did he direct a Haunted Mansion? Oh, anyways, um, so it starts out. We have like a cheesy. 50s party theme. Here comes Astrid. Um, just setting up everything. Da -da 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 -da. Then we go through like the little introductions. Um, Melissa, Melissa B. Fierce is, of course, is obviously a vampire. <coughs> Sorry. Hello. It's good. Is obviously a vampire. Hoso Teratoma is doing a Hoso spin on a pirate that is clearly a pirate. Um, Yalfska is a pumpkin head, but she doesn't have just one pumpkin. She's got two extra pumpkins, I believe. F cup pumpkins. <laughs> Miss Erica Clash is a bot. She's a bat. A bat, 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 bat. Eva Destruction is a seductive devil. <coughs> Sorry. Is a seductive devil. Um, Coco Kane is a mummy on a budget, and apparently she did a line of she did a line of blow in the bathroom. <laughs> oh. Victoria is Pumpkinhead, the sequel with the budget. <laughs> Looking awesome, all prosthetic. Abora is a. I don't know. She's got three fingers and a. She's got three fingers and a wig that kind of looks like a used Q-tip, and she's green in her face for some reason, but her hands aren't, and she's wearing a green dress. But um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know what the hell Abora is. Uh, anyways. Anyways, uh, Kendra is obviously Frankenstein, um, sticking her hand in the toaster, <laughs> sticking her hand in the toaster and getting a little bit of a charge, and of course, Astrid, our host of the party, is the creature, and I love Astrid's look, um, it's like foam body armor and fins and all that good stuff and they're just having fun it's like 50s music and then suddenly it breaks down to like 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 disco electronic <laughs> so after you know Abora makes the record skip <laughs> yeah I don't know this is cute this was cute but it was very obvious who was a hit and miss this time 
So, anyways, um, scoot ahead. The Boulets have their little private one-on-one session with each other, um, and they're talking. They notice that uh, Coco, who was part of a group with Melissa and uh, Kendra, she was off. Like, everything was just a little off. Um, so, you know, um, just... She was just off, like, choreography, lip-syncing, she was off. Wasn't bad, but just was off. And, like, her costume was a little, um, more raggedy than, you know, a little raggedy for what it is. Like, you know, like, you know if it's a yard of fabric, then, you know. But anyways, um, they, they, they believe that Victoria Slade, they think that Victoria Slade, the thing that Victoria Slade, she did it a gag where there was pumpkin slime. She pulled the cap off her head and it was like pumpkin slime and seeds. And she slayed prosthetics fat, right? And yet again, they talked about, you know, they mentioned the Kendra Onyx drama with Victoria. And, <laughs> and they said the same thing that I just said a minute ago, that Victoria's actually been, you know, that's been, like, you know, trying to reach out, but, you know, Kendra was, like, not having it until, you know, now. So. Anyways. Um. They said that, they said they loved, uh, Eva's, uh, performance, and now they want to pitch, now they want pitchfork, uh, now they want pitchfork, uh, cigarette holders. And they don't even smoke. <laughs> um, they loved Hoso's interpretation of the challenge. Um, and then of course the question is, what the fuck was Abora? Was she was she a witch? Was she a goblin? Uh, the general consensus is that they think she might have been trying to be the witch's the witch's broom. Um, this is both an endearing quality and a problematic quality. They've that if you're a fan of Abora, you've should known. You know. Oh. Um, and they loved Astrid's look. Just overall. They just loved Astrid's look, Astrid's performance. It was campy. It was it was campy. It was delivery. <sighs> Anyways. So <laughs> so our safe queens or safe performers are Yovska, Hoso, Kendra, and Melissa. Our top ones, obviously, are Astrid, Victoria, and Eva. Leaving us our winner of this winner, and the reason why uh, Melissa basically shit herself when, uh, sorry, when uh, she showed up in the room, Victoria. <laughs> Victoria won the first challenge. Ah, and rightly so. Oh, anyway, she's not the best performer, but at the same time and everything, she was using what strength she had, and she played with the scene, and everything just worked out. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. Anyways, leaving us in the bottom is Coco, Kane, Erica Clash, and Abora. Now, the Boulet said that they will not be exterminating anyone 
this they will not be putting anyone up for extermination themselves. However, they're passing it off onto the contestants, and they have to vote the bottom two. <laughs> I know Gagatrandra. <sighs> So, we creep into the cauldron, and they have to do this by silent ballot, by the way. Um, and they're kind of depressed about voting. Um, you know, uh, Eva said that she doesn't know who she's going to vote for, and then, obviously, uh, everyone jumps on Eva. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, um, Hosea says it out loud. She doesn't, she's not voting for Abora. Simply because, she's not voting for Abora because she does have feelings for Abora, but, you know, they're not, you know, blah, 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 blah. They're not being reciprocated, all that stuff. Anyway, so, uh, she says it out loud. Um, and then we're just gonna move on to some cringe, to a couple cringe moments <laughs> that occurred here. Um, you know, Bora is like beating herself up the entire time, and then they sit, and then there's a moment. Apparently, I think um, Hoso and Abora thought they this wouldn't be used or something like that. But anyways, it was a hot mic on a couch, caught a cringe moment, <clears throat> caught a cringe moment. Um, sitting on the couch, uh, kissing each other, you know, talking like kind of lightly flirting and all that stuff and you know and obviously um Astrid's watching from the other side of the room um it's you know <laughs> it's like you know I just like oh my god what is this, this is some kind of porno thing what's going on here <laughs> Oh, anyways, during the, like the whole voting and everything, um, it's we pretty much notice that the majority of people are like you know writing down a Boris name. You know, we the camera's like right there. They're watching it. We're watching them write. And I just gotta take a note. First of all, this quill, this quill and ink set that they have here, um, you can buy this off of Amazon for five bucks. Just FYI. <laughs> but um, anyways, people are, and like a couple people write in Erica, um, you know who, um, and. Hosta turns the tables and she does write down Yovska very clearly. We see it. We see her doing it. We see it. Oh, but anyways, moving back to this quill and pen set. Okay, first of all, um, some of these girls are doing, some of these um, people are doing a challenge where some of them have to wear not only like long, some of them are wearing long nails or they're wearing hand prosthetics. Um, you know, just you know, so you get so you throw in the throw the challenge more they have to handwrite on a parchment paper with a quill. A you dip it in and you write <laughs> a quill. Who the hell came up with it? And this all leads to a golden moment with Coco Kane. She strums up to the table, lifts up her titties, and rests them on the table. And then we go with her struggling with the quill, struggling with it, trying to write with it, <laughs> gives up, and then, um, 
and gives up and then starts using her long ass nail and then tries to write with that gives up on that ends up getting back to the quill finishing that and then trying to pick it up just pick up the slip just pick it up pick it up and then trying to fold it in half to drop it in the thingy and you know and just just this effort moment and then asking the crew how do you spell a bora <laughs> This epic moment brought to you by Coco Kane. Come and get your love from the baddest bitch of the season. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, no surprise, Abora and Erica are up for elimination. No surprise. So they ascend the staircase of lost souls to the ghostly gallery. (sighs) Cross their their arms over their chests. The Boulets yell out, Abora. And then Abora drops down. Everyone's stunned. Everyone's shocked. No one wasn't anticipating this. And then uh, Hoso says it in the, you know, commentary thing. She says it very plainly. Was that a trap door? (laughs) Abora was sent to oblivion and Erica, very rightly so, flips everybody off. They installed a damn trap door. <laughs> All you hear is a boar go, ah! that's it. <laughs> the wig looked like it detached for a second. Uh, just in hindsight, everything, when I saw like that, there's this moment there when they're getting their costumes ready and everything, and in a boar's offense, I saw the picture that she was using as a reference. I saw it when I saw the picture. I got the reference, but at the same time, I can see, I got the reference, but at the same time, without the complete look and, like, you know, the face mask she was doing, n- nobody would have gotten the reference without that. She forgot all her little parts. So That's just my two cents. Nobody did bad in this challenge. Um, Erica, because Abora didn't know her lines or anything, um, was carrying it all. She checked all the boxes on the assignment. Coco lacked a little bit, um, but really nobody did terrible. Anyways, this was the first episode, so I guess I'll see you next time, uglies. Thank you, my little darklings, for listening to the podcast. I'm sorry, but I know that the episode scheduling is just a little off, so to speak. It's been delayed. By the time you listen to this one, the episode, the third episode will already been out and released. But that's okay because it's a review show. So you know what? If you haven't listened, to, if you haven't watched any of the episodes, then I guess this will be spoiler series. So, anyways, catch you next time in unpleasant dreams. <laughs>